We believe Carolina basketball and uh, episode, I believe we're episode 109. I think we're nine into this thing, which is great. And we've had a, uh, we had a rough start. We started out on a loss, so I think we've been rolling since, which is which is always nice. Carolina takes down uh, Louisville, eighty six seventy. I'm Graham Bunn, former D one college point guard, played overseas a little bit, and got my brother UNC alum, all around amazing guy, and uh, was at the game. I I feel like we're paying you too much, man. I saw you sitting courtside, feet on the wood, man. I we got to relook, renegotiate your contract, man. Man, I was I, I had a big smile on my face for for several hours as soon as we rolled into Chapel Hill. I mean, it is it is food for the soul. I mean, just just showing up in Chapel Hill is food for the soul. And then when you get to be in the Dean Dome, and then having seats like that, I mean, it's just uh, it's about as good as it gets. That's that's yeah. large. I was I sent you a you know you were all over the broadcast, and then honestly, the ball came over. It was like, I think, three or four people down to the left of you. I was like, oh, man, I was hoping you grab it and maybe throw up a shot real quick, you know? We were joking. We were like, if the ball comes to us from here, what are the chances we could hit rim? Right. I was like, yeah. very low, very low. You I haven't were... shot a basketball in 10 years, so it would be an embarrassing air ball. Would they throw you out for that? If, like, the ball came to you and you just, like, yeah. jacked up a shot from, from the yeah. sidelines? They would escort you out. This is going to be a name <laughs> drop, but – uh, my buddy Pat Schwarzenegger, he was he's a big Laker fan. He went to the Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets playoff game. It was like game four in Denver. It was a closeout game, and Austin Reeves hit a deep three at the end. And he was dressed in and he did this on purpose, but he was dressed in full Lakers gear. And he got up and was dancing around like right near the court because he was he was courtside. They one thousand percent escorted him out. I recorded it and sent it to him. <laughs> they showed him escorting him out. Yeah, you would have definitely been escorted out. <laughs> well, that's but good, yeah. man. I mean, what was it? so? Again, we'll, we'll get into the game and we'll recap it. I, I think Louisville's ah, they're they're a, a tough team to like put your thumb on. I mean, they they win at Miami, but other than that win, there's some glaringly you know terrible holes in their schedule and the, you know their their rankings and it just the, the, their resume doesn't read very well. So I think we, we handled business the way we should, but what was it like actually being in the Dean dome for a team, which I would imagine no one would argue this point. There's more excitement around this team in the program than there has been in four years. Yeah. I don't get to go to that many games. I, I can't really say how it's felt you know, versus the last couple of years. But sure. you know, everybody I was with remarked at the energy coming into the building, in, in the building itself for, you know, Wednesday night, nine o'clock mm -hmm. start against, like you said, you know, Louisville team that nobody's expecting much from right. on a very cold night. Um, I mean, it was great energy throughout. One of the things I noticed is I think that the crowd is really picking up on the defensive intensity. I mean, there were several moments in the game where, you got a buzz from the crowd when, you know, a guard would would stay in front of somebody or we would, you know, have a couple of good defensive possessions mm -hmm. in a row. I mean, it's not quite UVA where they go nuts when they get a, sure. a shot clock violation. But, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, the crowd, you know, I think it appreciates the energy that the team's putting into defense and, and you felt the crowd giving back on the yeah. defensive end, uh, which was great to see. And, you know, Hubert, I think you've mentioned this on a, on a prior uh, episode, but Hubert, you know, he is really coaching every possession and, you know, yeah. even more up 15 or 20. I mean, he is demanding mm -hmm. intensity on every defensive possession. And, you know, where I was sitting, like you said, I was courtside. So, you know, a lot of times the other teams coming down, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see Cormac calling out sets and talking, you know, before they even cross half half court. And you can see the intensity on on their their faces, you know, as they're dialing in. It's not like they're just waiting for that yeah. possession to be over so they can go down and play offense. I mean, they they are they're paying attention and they're communicating. And you really feel it, you know, when you're when you're in those seats. Um, oh man! So it's, awesome. it was it was it was fun to see. The other thing, is, the other thing that that you feel is the physicality. I mean, yeah. there are a couple times like you know, Baycott's like banging with guys down low, and you realize those are big human mm-hmm. beings slamming yeah. into one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Withers too, like in person, man, he is an impressive athlete, just big and yeah. fast and agile. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it on TV, but you really, really felt it, uh, felt it in person. Yeah, big game for him. Obviously, transferred in from Louisville, so for him to have the game that he had, had to feel amazing. I mean, I transferred in college, and I remember at one point in time there was a deal on the table my senior year to play my former team, Bowling Green, and I remember having mixed emotions about, man, I'd love to go and just you know ball out because I kind of had the green light my senior year, so that's a game that I could have been a little bit selfish, but. On the flip side of it, you never want to make it personal. It's a team game, and you know that would have been a very challenging game not to kind of go after yours. And so for him to play as well as he did, it had to be the best game of the season for him. Yeah, by far. And you know, unlike you, you're probably a, the star of that team. So there's there's uh, there's good certainty that you were going to get a lot of minutes and get some shots and probably. Oh, I, I was going to play all forty, and I was oh, going to yeah. put up at least oh, yeah. twenty to twenty five shots, easy. Well, with Withers, you don't really know, you know, and so he probably going into that Louisville game wasn't exactly sure, you know, how many minutes he was going to get, what kind of impact he was going to be able to have. Mm-hmm. And for him to play like he did, uh, by far his best game, I think, in a Tar Heel uniform, um, you know, it's unfortunate because I think Cormac you know, had a good game going and then picked up a couple of what I thought were were not great fouls. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, bad, bad calls, not on him. Yeah, so he sure. had four, had to sit down. So then Withers got to really get in a rhythm in the second half and just really uh, played played very well. And uh, he was given he was given his his, his former teammates yeah, oh yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You can see it. I'm sure you, you heard it. you. I'm sure you heard a few things that weren't picked up on the broadcast, but <laughs> you could see it. Yeah, you could see it. Uh, and uh, you know what I loved? One of the things, and, and this will go unnoticed, uh, you might not have seen it. Maybe you did see it because you were in the building. But anyone watching the broadcast, I, I think this would have slipped by. So Withers, you know, his stat line, by the way, 24 minutes, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and only on six shots. You know, so he has a double-double in 24 minutes against his former team, which there's a lot of pressure that you want to perform, you want to do well. But he made that kind of acrobatic and one where he's on the block, spun, got it up off the glass, and it goes in. Well, you know, everybody's decided, his teammates. One of the things that I love about our team this year, and maybe it existed before, I didn't see it a ton. I'm just happening to notice it a lot this year. Baycott, if you go back, if anyone watches this, and by the way, it seemed like we've, we're picking up a few people watching our stuff, which is very, very cool. So if you happen to see this, thank you. Tell a friend. Baycott celebrated and gave the the two small on his behalf. Like he was genuinely like yeah you know it was it was really cool to see the teammates want that for him and want to celebrate him in that moment because i would imagine uh, anyone that plays ball understands it's not the easiest thing to transfer schools you're leaving friends or you're leaving people that you feel don't believe in you and then you get to play them and you ball out yeah that's amazing yeah, and I also appreciate the fact that Hubert um and somewhat because i think Cormac's foul trouble but also mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Withers was rolling and he was feeling uh, it. And Hubert yeah. left him in. And uh yeah. 
And I'm like, that's, that's what you should do as a coach. And, and I yeah. appreciated that too. Cause, cause I'm sure Hubert, um, you know, he wanted him to go off in that game as well. And it did feel like everybody was celebrating with him mm-hmm. and uh, it, was, it was fun. Um, and when Cormac and Withers combined for 29, yeah, uh, we're going to be tough to beat. So hopefully, you know, we'll look back and we'll say this is the game where Withers realized the full extent of what he can contribute to this team. Mm-hmm. And I think he's been finding his role and it's been building. And then it really uh, reached a new level during this game. And not that I would expect this stat line every single game from him, but yeah, but you know, his ability to to cut baseline and finish and play defense and get out. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, the guys I was sitting with, we were, we were talking about it afterwards and we were like, man, he is a weapon off the bench. I mean, there aren't that many teams in the country that have that type of athlete coming in off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully his role continues to expand because, because he's, he's a difference maker when he plays like that. Yeah. Speaking of that. So the broadcast, uh, picked up late into the game. It was like 15 minute mark and we were already up 15, four. So I didn't get a chance and have no clue how we started. Obviously we started well, but, uh, when I got clicked over to the broadcast withers and tremble were already in. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight, because I don't think the game anticlimactic, I I think we should have won. We did win. We took care of business. This game is not going to show up in any kind of conversation outside of had we lost it on the resume buzz for March. So, hey, it was a game we were supposed to win. We handled business, and it was great for Jalen Withers to perform that way against his former team. Other than that, rotation-wise, because I think moving forward, the rotation is going to get more and more set. Like, it's not going to change much. Uh, Who was first off the bench, or did they sub in both at the same time? Do you remember? Like, who is our sixth man? Who is our seventh man? Like, what, what are you thinking? I think that first rotation off the bench, we may have put in three. I think we put in Trimble, Withers, and Washington all together. Okay. Okay. And then Wojcik also got some minutes in the first half. He had a couple good looks, didn't go down, but I don't mind that shot at all. I mean, he took good shots. I, I like Paxton. Uh, in uh, I think he's great for the team. Hopefully he's great for the locker room. I don't know if we can expect more than eight to ten minutes from him in, in meaningful games. I don't know if he's he's got more impact than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he had two very good looks from three. Didn't make either, um, which was too bad. Um, he continued to stay, to stay aggressive. I mean, while he was still in, he actually mm-hmm. drove baseline and drew a foul, made both free throws, and then got subbed out at the next TV timeout. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, you know, he plays hard. He, he plays very good defense. I think, um, you know, and so, so if he could make some of those threes, I just don't know what his confidence levels at. Although he did have, sure. have that jab step, step back that, three against Clemson, which, which, which was huge. Which was huge. I will give him this. He only played three minutes, and he got two good looks, and he got to the line. So yeah, he got after it. Like his his analytics, his metrics are through the roof. Yeah. Um, I think Washington got fewer minutes than he's been getting. And then, yeah, I think he played, Withers... four, he played four minutes. I was going to ask you about that. Like, what do you think about that? That's that's pretty low. Usually it's 10 to 12. Yeah, you know, it, it could be a function. I just think of Withers playing so well. I think Withers ended up getting in the second half all of Washington's typical minutes. And I can see why. I mean, it's hard to take him out, you know, given how he was playing and and, and balling out against his former team. So I guess I'm okay with that. Also think, you know, Louisville was playing small. And so there weren't, there weren't really many opportunities to play him and Baycott together. And so I think that also impacted his, 
his minutes. I, I don't think we should read too much into it, but um, mm-hmm. other than just Withers playing really, really well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I I would gamble at a high percentage that this was the most minutes Withers has ever played in a game. Even when he was, you know, in the starting lineup, I don't think he ever cracked twenty two minutes, and he he played twenty four last night. Yeah, well that that first four minute stretch is too bad you didn't get to see it because it was awful. It was a lot of fun, yeah. um, and it was interesting because a guy turned to me, he goes, why did we sub out? Like we were playing so well, and I was like, you know, I mm-hmm. think Hubert's just trying to keep the rotations. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first stretch, I think Cormac hit a three. I think RJ hit a three. Cormac may have hit two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just came out flamethrowing in that first four minutes, and we looked great. Um, you know, one of the one of the notes I had here was was spurtability in this game was 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 good. There were there were stretches where we went a little bit cold mm-hmm. um, and didn't didn't play great. I mean, they cut it to five at one point in time. Uh, what was it like in the building when they started to make, you know, a push? And maybe it maybe it was eight, but I, I feel like they got it to five at one point in time in the second half. Surprisingly confident. Well, that's good. Okay. All <laughs> yeah, right. it never felt like it was going to get away maybe, from us. And maybe, yeah, and, and and maybe it was you know the vibe the team was giving off. You know, I, I actually um, one is sort of more more fun as a fan. The fact there's a little bit of game pressure, and then we were able to respond and pull away again, versus just like blowing them out. You know, being up forty. Right. Uh, but but yeah, the, the team didn't panic. The team kept executing. Um, you know, when we need to hit the gas, we hit the gas. You know, I think it's probably good for them mm-hmm. to have a little bit of game pressure and be able to respond. I, I, I think there's a little bit of human nature when. You, know, you come home, you beat Syracuse by 30, you're sort of rolling against Louisville, you know, up 17 or 20 or whatever it was. Get a little bit lack, lackadaisical. We missed some chippies during that stretch, and then they made, you know, some reasonably hard shots. And so, mm-hmm. um, but then, you know, when we needed to, we were able to to respond. So I thought it was good for the team that that happened. Um, it also yeah. gives Hubert something to harp on as opposed to just two blowouts. And like, what do you, what do you say to the team? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think it played out pretty well for us yeah one of the things that stood out to me and i i love and continue to see it from seth trimble we know what he's going to give us defensively like he played some unbelievable on the ball defense and, and that's not a shocker but what i do love is how comfortable he looks from behind the arc when he has space and room like last year people were just leaving him and it wasn't a concern at all this year it is a concern now if i'm Carolina, I find a way to get him to the corner because I would love to see the metrics on his percentages above the bend in the arc in the corner. So I think the measurements, I'm not exactly sure. I think the the college, the new college three-point line is roughly 22 feet and two inches. I think it's like 22 and, and one inch 0.75 or something. So basically like 22 and two inches. But I think the corner is... Oh no! So up top, it's it's twenty three inches and three quarters, but the corners is twenty two flat, and I I don't know what it is, and I'm the same way now, just because I you know I I don't have strong enough legs or you know it, your your shot changes. The corner when I was growing up, people were like oh the corner three's bad. Now the corner three is like where you want to be. I don't know because it's it's closer, but he looks so much more comfortable, even if it's just that one inch point seven five or one point seven five inches. I would love to see his percentages from the corner as opposed to anywhere above the break in the arc. Yeah. And also I think he seems more comfortable driving from the corner for some reason. He's made, you know, a lot of good baseline drives this season. Um, 
Well, you know where that probably comes from. That you know, and, and again, this is just the the former player in me is that when you play pickup, obviously you want to win, you want to stay on, especially when it's the team pickup because there's usually 20 guys or 15 guys, and you know sometimes you have to sit and blah blah blah. He probably understands that one, he can make that corner three, so he drifts over to the corner three qu- quite a bit, and he just ends up, you know having a counter like you know people start to close out on him because they know he can make it so then he has to create counters he's probably comfortable there because he played a lot of it in pickup yeah he he, there's this one play i wanted i wanted to talk about because it was amazing live okay Uh, so that we were pressing and by the way i love us putting on the press you know a few times each half and we we got some turnovers again it's been working just about every game yeah. Anyway, Cadeau, who, by the way, got his hands on a lot of balls, he had a lot of deflections last night, but he deflected yeah. a ball and Trimble chased it down to get the steal. And mm-hmm. I think he probably covered three times the distance that the Louisville player tried to cover right. and just outran him to the ball, just like sheer hustle, like yanked it away yeah. from him and then started, you know, started the fast break. Mm-hmm. And like that type of effort from him, is is unbelievable and and that was one like the crowd really responded to because you could just tell uh you know how hard we were playing and and uh yeah so he he ignites stuff stuff on defense and and there's like several possessions every game where i feel like he stays in front uh you know turns the guy like two or three times yeah i mean mean, he look sky clark is a really good player people aren't familiar with sky clark if you're listening to this you're a carolina fan uh, you know, I think we recruited him for a little while. He we ended did. up signing, I think, at Illinois, and it, you know, it didn't work out there. Illinois is a big time program. Uh, their basketball program has, you know, had a resurgence. They're top twenty five, and you know, they had Purdue on the ropes. They're a very good team. They might be in the top ten now. I'm not sure, but he transferred, and I know Louisville's had some down years. I don't think they made the tournament in the last three years, but he is a very good player and he was a highly sought after transfer so when Seth Trimble sat down in that chair and basically put the locks on him mano a mano I was really proud of I was really loving Seth Trimble yeah me too yeah I had the same note I was like Sky Clark Sky Clark is a great player um yeah also also I think compliments to Kenny Payne and like the Louisville for how they played in the second half yeah I mean you could you could say oh we 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 let up a little bit but Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go in down 17 at half on the road given the last couple of years, and they can't have a whole whole lot of confidence as a team. It'd be easy to roll over, you know, at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. And they yeah. didn't. Yeah, they came out and they competed. Sky Clark in, in particular came out and played a great second half. Yeah. Um, they've got a good staff. I mean, they got Danny Manning on that staff. They got yeah. um uh who's the dude from Duke they have Smith. Oh, yeah, um, Nolan Smith, who's yeah, an incredible Nolan recruiter, you know. Yeah. Back in the day when, when Coach K was was getting all those recruiting classes for anyone listening, Nolan Smith was attributed to the bigger names on that. So when he went to Louisville, it was kind of a big, you know, a blow to the Duke recruiting staff. But yeah, they I mean, well, look, they, 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 they won they at Miami. Pride. Yeah, they, they played beat Miami at Miami on the 10th. So like uh, one week ago, they went in and one of the harder places to play in the ACC, they went in there and got a dub. So uh, again, we were supposed to win that game. We did win that game. But Make no mistake, Louisville is more than capable of stealing one, and they didn't, which is nice. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see how they play out the rest of the ACC schedule. My prediction is that they're going to beat some people that 
Oh, yeah. And it's going to surprise people just given their record the last couple of years. But they've got some nice players on that team. Um, they've yeah. got some good athletes. Yeah, they're thin they're... down low. When the big got in foul trouble and they had to go small ball, I think with, with the lineups that we had, I, I don't think that they matched up well. Which, by the way, I need to, before I forget, I want to give Cormac Ryan all the love in the world. He basically was four for six. There was one three-pointer that you throw up at the end of the shot clock. He was put in a bad spot, so he ended up four for seven. But he was really four for six and shot it extremely well. But it does support my case. When Cormac Ryan shoots it well, we are very, very, very tough to guard on the offensive end. And I made a note here just just from – I don't know who's ever going to watch this. But anytime he doesn't dip the ball, like if he's just a catch and shoot, if he doesn't reset the ball, if he keeps it above his – I want to say his chest line, it's a bucket every time. Mark it in the books. Anytime he dips the ball below his chest, it's back iron. It's too it's too long. If he keeps the ball high, he's strong enough to get it there, and it's nothing. It's He was hitting bottoms, and it was great. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, I don't know if you yeah. were ever in a shooting slump, um, and if so, like – Never. What, what Never. Would you, don't know what it's what, like. Never heard of it. Never heard of a shooting slump, bro. I, I mean, do you, do you look at – film? Are you trying to like yeah. look at your makes and misses and look oh, for tendencies? Yeah. I mean, I assume you're, and my guess is it's more your base than it is probably up top on the release too. Um, and I wondered, you know, is there something going on with his feet? You know, maybe he's compensating for the ankle turn or something. I mean, he's just mm -hmm. too good of a shooter. Um, yeah. I feel like there's got to be something going on in the mechanics, but uh, maybe he's got it figured out now. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, shooting is like the golf swing. Like there are mechanics that you teach everyone to shoot the ball but just like a golf swing everybody's built differently so everybody has a different shoot. i mean you can look at steph curry he's the greatest shooter to ever live and mechanically he's got a push shot you know what i mean like it's just not how i was taught to to grow up shooting but uh yeah I, you know uh, there was a couple times anytime i dip below 40 percent from three you know, that was kind of my bar. Like, look, I'm not the most athletic and I, I wasn't a lockdown defender just because I, I didn't have the athleticism to move laterally. So I had to be really selective with like how I guarded guys, especially as a point guard on the D1 level. And when we were playing teams like Carolina or we we're playing Marquette and I was guarding Dwayne Wade, like there was times where it was like, OK, this guy is 10 times the player than me. I have to be really smart and put him in a position to do things that it's really just is there a higher percentage that he's not good at that? rather than I'm going to take this away from him. Um, and so when you're looking at your makes and misses, I, I couldn't I couldn't say for Carmack, but I know that the managers when I was in college would make highlight films of all your misses. Well, here you go. Here's here's all your misses. Here's all your makes. And you can just kind of, okay, I, I, I seem to be successful this area of the floor. I'm successful coming off pin downs and planting the left and swinging my right. I'm not as good planning my right swing and my left, things like that. If it's off the ball, are you coming downhill? Or are you going sideways? But yeah, I, you know, I totally, totally would watch tape. I would watch all my misses and then I'd, I'd review my makes and see where I was successful. But he looked good shooting the ball last night. And again, he's at home. So I would hope so. And I don't know. Like you said, he made his first one. It, it, we were up 15 4. So I don't know if he, if he made one before 15, I didn't get a chance to see it. But anytime that ball goes in on your first and second shot, like, you, you know, you get confidence and you're starting to feel good. So it was just really good to see him knock it down. I've been kind of hard on him and I have gotten we have a, an Instagram account and I have gotten messages about 
not being as hard on Carmack Ryan. What do you know? Like I was a decent shooter. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't good enough to play at Carolina, even though I did have some interest as a walk-on. It was a conversation for a different time. Uh, but yeah, he shot it well. And I want to be, I love the kid. The kid, you know, he loves basketball. He's playing. It's like his sixth year. He's, he's living his life and he's tough. He's actually become a really good defender when he needs to be. So I want to see him be successful. I wanted to see him be an all league guy. Uh, but when he shoots it well, I feel like we're hard to beat. Yeah. So we listened, uh, my buddies on the ride up to Chapel Hill. We listened. Was it painful? Days. Cause I know you don't. You, Everybody, anyone listening to this, Zach, please flood him with comments or whatever. But uh, Zach doesn't like to listen. I don't think he's listened to one of our shows ever, not one time. It is a little painful, but but uh, but I'm, I'm I'm getting over it. But anyway, so so we listened and and they noted your your criticism of of Cormac. And so every time, and I think he made his first three or four threes. And every time he made one, they turned to me to go, "What is your brother going to say? What is your brother going to say now?" Yeah, what's he going to say now? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so, you know what? Your your buddies are right. Your buddies are right. And Mr. Cormac Ryan, if you're out there, uh, I do love you. You're one of my favorite players. I just want to see you shoot it the way I know you can shoot it. So last week I, I lost our bet. Uh, we you bet did. A, we we bet a dollar, I believe, whether or not we'd be in the top four. So happily, I owe you a dollar. You do owe me a dollar. But uh, but rather than paying you, I, I thought maybe we would we would go double or nothing this week. All right. What's the bet? So, uh, so, so given we're talking about Cormac, I think maybe we should set a line on number of made threes by Cormac against uh, BC on Saturday. Okay. So, what are you so, giving so, me over or under four? So I was going to set the line at four too. All right. So that's good. Okay. So, so, so yeah. So I'll, I mean, I feel like I have to take the over given, given the flow of this conversation. And I feel like you kind of have to take the under, but, I, but if you, if you want right. the over, I'll, I'll let you have it. No, I mean, I'll take the under, but I hope I lose, obviously. <laughs> I want him to hit 10 threes. Like, listen, you got to understand, uh, Cormac Ryan is a very similar player to what I was outside of creating for other people. Like, I I, I am very proud, uh, you know, of my ability with my limited athleticism to create shots for other people on the D1 level. But that be other than that, like, I, I was a shooter – uh, I understand I was a tough-nosed kid. Like, I, I had to contribute in ways that probably didn't show up on the stat sheet. So, Carmack Ryan is literally one of my favorite players ever from Carolina. I see a lot of myself, a, a much better version Carmack Ryan is than I was. But I see a lot of myself in, in the ways that he contributes to the team. So, make no mistake, anyone that ever hears this, and, and maybe Cormac hears it, maybe he doesn't, uh, I'm pulling for the kid to prove – everyone wrong and, and myself included to be above 40% and just start stroking. But I'll take that bet. I guess I'll take the under, but I pray that I'm handing you, or I, I pray that we end up even after the BC game. Do you know much about BC? How are you feeling about that? I know nothing about BC. I'm going to pull up their schedule right now and just see, uh, you know, well, what their, their schedule looks like and, how, and uh, who they've beaten. And I know we've been complimenting his defense all along, but like he's a bigger, longer wing than than I maybe I realize. Like see him seeing him in person, like he does a good job of sort of staying in front. You know, he drew a couple charges. Yeah. He can contest. I mean, he is a he is a good wing defender. Um yeah. and uh yeah, if he if he if he gets his three point shooting percentage up to high thirties. Yeah. Watch out. I mean, we we really we take it to a whole nother level. Look, I asked for 35 to 38 percent. I didn't ask for 40. 35 to 38. And that I, I swear we can beat anybody in the country. All right, Boston College, it looks like 
you know, again, uh, we're on the road. Winning in the ACC on the road is challenging, but it's a game that I would imagine we're favored by at least seven, and we should win. I'm not looking past it, but I do want to read off the next few games and just get because we have a, a tough stretch coming. And I do believe there's some really good teams in the ACC that are better than their records say. Uh, Florida State just got a big win. Georgia Tech just beat Clemson at Clemson. I watched that game. They've got a ton of young talent, which, you know, that, that can cut. Yeah, they, they beat Duke. That cuts two ways. Like when they're young, sometimes they're inexperienced, but they're also, there's a wonderful naivete of like, no, I'm nice. I've been nice my whole life. Of course we're going to win this game. You know what I mean? So, you know, we have Boston College at Boston College. We play Wake Forest, who's really good. Uh, we get them at home. We go to Florida State, and we go to Georgia Tech before the Duke game. So for the next four games, <laughs> I kind of know what you're going to say. What are you thinking? Give me give me your expectations. Give me what you want. Give me your reality, all of the above. So the rundown again is we got BC on the road Saturday, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. then, we, then we come home to Wake on Monday, so short rest. Yep. It's going to be a 7 o'clock tip, Eastern Standard Time, so Monday night. All right. And then what do we have after that? We go to Florida State. To Florida State. Okay, that's yep. we, that's always a hard game for us. It, yeah, it's a Saturday uh, game. I love Saturday games. And then we have at Georgia Tech on Tuesday. Okay. So it's a tough four-game stretch. You yeah. Know, I, I, again, Boston College is, is a team we should beat, but it's on the road. So anytime you play on the road, you got to show up. Yeah, I, I think if, if we went three for four from that stretch, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, uh, I Agreed. And wh where do you stand on? Because there's been there's been times, and I, I talk to people all the time now because I've I've sort of allowed my my fandom to come out, and and I don't know. I really enjoy doing this show with you. People are asking me, well, do you think they could go undefeated? I don't even want to think of that. Uh, and I think there's some disadvantages to that. I think you learn a lot about yourself and about the team in losses. And I'm never looking to lose, but I think if we take three out of these four. And maybe it's the if if I had to guess the Florida State at Florida State's going to be very very challenging. That's going to be a difficult game. That that would be the one that I would say, you know, that could go either way. I do think anytime we put the shoes on, lace them up, and step on the hardwood, we got a chance to beat whoever's in front of us. But if we go three and one, I'm with you. I think that's a win. Yeah. The <laughs> and then we roll into Duke at home, which is nice. The consistency this team's played with is. Is impressive. Yeah. Now, I don't think I could point to a single game this year where I'm like, yeah, we just didn't show up. Or we didn't play with any effort or, you know, who was that team? Uh, which after the last two years is a bit different. Sure. And it's great to see. I mean, I just, the, I think a lot of it has to do with Hubert, of course, but also think Baycott and RJ and the leadership they're showing. Um, I don't want to yeah. take anything away from Cormac. He's also an experienced guy, but yeah, so far our ups and downs from game to game have been pretty minimal. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that continues. But, um, you know, I don't know if that means we go undefeated in the ACC. But, you know, we're not playing down to the competition. You know, we, we we're showing up and playing with intensity every night. Um, yeah. So hopefully that continues. But But so far it's been great. Yeah, I love it. All right, man. Well, also good hey. news. Yeah. Hey, before we, before we go – yeah. How about that punch that Cadeau had? Yeah, man. I was going to ask, like, uh, again, it's, it's, he looks athletic with the ball because he can get to the rim. He's got a burst, but that was sneaky. Like, that was sneaky that he went up there and punched that. 
so you know he's he's he tipped and stole it on the inbound right and then uh tipped it to himself then then um drove down and the guy was stalking him and i think that guy yeah. thought he was going to lay it up and was going to try to pin it yeah and Cadet was having none of it i mean he just none. exploded to the basket and uh and oh man it was it was great in yeah, person, I mean, everybody went wild, but it you know what it looked like on television? It looked easy. It looked like there was he it wasn't like he was like, Oh man, I hope I can get this in. It looked like he was like, All right, yeah, I'm gonna punch this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought he was just gonna lay it up and then no, sir. I mean, he went after it and he let that guy know it too. Um yeah. but yeah, in person, he's even more impressive than he than I than than on TV. I mean, he's yeah. thicker than I thought mm-hmm. and, and and also just just incredibly quick. Um, I mean, he stays in front too on defense and, you know, for a freshman yeah. point guard, I mean, that, that I would say is usually probably the thing that comes along the slowest for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I just love the ball in his hands. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'm, you know, a hundred percent confident he's going to make the right read and, you know, yeah. but, but yeah, he, he's, he's an impressive athlete. One of the things, are you concerned at all about the free? I know, you know, we're nitpicking, but unfortunately that's kind of, you know, what we're doing here. We're, we're talking about hypotheticals. Are you concerned at all about his ability to hit open jump shots? Uh, definitely behind the three. And then are you worried about, because I think he now is up to like 29 for 49 from the free throw line, which is equivalently 58, 60% roughly. Are you worried about that at all? Because the ball's going to be in his hands a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you have to be concerned about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the form looks pretty good on on the free throw. You know, the rotation's good. Um, yeah. I'm not a shot doctor, but it feels like it's a little flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it just needs to sort of get get a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. But the rotation's good, and you know, it seems okay. like it's online. It's not like he's just like all over the place and the form's broken. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of expect that the free throws are going to come. Yeah, I'm not sure about the three point shot this year. Um, it hasn't yeah, really one of the things. Us, yeah, one of the things that I love about our staff. I mean, we have Lebo and Davis on staff, and they're two of the best shooters to ever play at Carolina. So, like, if yeah. there's a guy looking to improve one skill set of his game, shooting would be the thing that I think would be we are most suited to. Hey, we'll 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 fix it and correct some things. We'll get you in a spot to to be better at it. Yeah, I. I don't know if you remember the play. One more Cadeau play. I love talking about sure. Cadeau, but one, one more yeah, Cadeau play. But um, we were coming down on on uh, semi break, and RJ was bringing it down. He was in the middle. He pitched it to Cadeau on the right wing, and it barely touched his hands. And Cadeau immediately popped it, at, you know, back out to RJ to the top, and then RJ made a three. Now it didn't count because Bakai got oh, fouled yeah. down low, like, and they yeah. they went and reviewed it. Yeah. But just like, I mean, it was just that, that touch pass. I mean, he's he's looking ahead. You know, he he's right. one step ahead. And like you just can't you can't coach that stuff. I know um, people will call me crazy, but I honestly do believe that he's he's an even better passer as of right now than Kendall Marshall was, which uh, that's very tough. Kendall Marshall was an incredible point guard, uh pass first guy. And I, I think if he doesn't break his wrist, we win a national title that year, uh, when he when you know ended up leaving the program. But I think Cadeau's a better passer. I, I just, I, I think he's more of a threat. Uh, I think he can get to the rim a little bit easier. Kendall Marshall was a bigger player and I think was better defensively. But Cadeau's ability to find guys, see a play ahead, know what's about to happen before it happens, I think is is just something we haven't had in a long time, definitely since maybe Kendall Marshall. 
All right. Now, then the last thing I'll, I'll ask you before we end this show, uh, we, we won't take much time. How about Jay Williams, though, putting it out there? Are you talking about the transfer comment? Yeah, man. Did he do that just for you? <laughs> I don't know. He called me that night and said, hey, man, something's going to you're going to you're going to love tomorrow's news cycle. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what he's talking about. Hey, if you take him at his word, I think I think uh, that speaks very highly of Hubert and the system and the way that we're playing. And, you know, for someone of his stature, um, you know, national player of the year to sort of look at our style and say, hey, that would be fun. I'd love to, to play in that system. I think that speaks volumes to you know how Hubert has the team playing. Hopefully, um, you know, recruits are, are <laughs> in the same way and, and they yeah. want to come play in the system. Um, I mean. Obviously, we got Cadeau, um, we got Ian Jackson coming in, you know, Drake Powell coming in. Um, obviously, I think the future is very, very bright for the program and, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, a ton of positive energy, which is so much fun as a fan. Yeah, I want to give him his flowers because uh, we do love him, and I am trying to get him to come on for uh, our Duke week. But it got me to go down some YouTube rabbit holes for anyone watching this and not familiar. And, you know, like I'm sure most people have heard because he is around college basketball how good he was at Duke. I mean, I think he'd be even better today, which is saying a lot about his game. Like, I think the way he was able to shoot the three, it was like either shoot the three or he's dunking it. Like, there wasn't a lot. Uh, he just did those two things incredibly well, and I think uh, he'd be even better today. He was one of the best college basketball players to ever lace him up. Hopefully come and loves on. Carolina now. And loves Carolina now. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Go Heels, baby. Go Heels. All right, man. Uh, episode nine done in the books. You're the man. I'm jealous that you were at the game and can't wait to chop it up. Hopefully it's uh, another big win at Boston College on the road.